0: I actually got woke up, I got woke up by um, Garang. He phoned me at half seven in the morning. And I, I seen, I was like, Garang, he never phones me. And I was like, oh, it must be there with the Socceroos. Um, I actually missed the call because um, I was still half asleep. And then I checked, I went on and checked my phone and I seen um, the boy James for the Socceroos. He messaged me saying, hey, hi, Jason, congratulations. Uh, you're going to guitar, um, like, and just the euphoria that came over me i just jumped out of bed um, i was buzzing i actually got a wee bit emotional as well when, when i you know when i found out i was tearing up a wee bit um and i uh, just phoned my for my mum straight away um, see my dog on their facetime um, and yeah my family were just over the moon proud and you know it was just a, a surreal moment And you know, I took a while for it to sink in but um, you know, when I seen it confirmed on the social media and the Twitter, and I was like, oh, it's like unbelievable.
1: Okie dokie, here we go with another episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'll be your host today, Jashan, coming at you from Melbourne's inner south and joining me from the sumptuous eastern suburbs, it is of course the hard-working Melbourne City mega-fan, Andy Gibson.
2: Hey, g'day guys, great to be here again after a big week with lots of goals and Socceroo Squad announced as well, so looking forward to a big episode. That's
1: absolutely blockbuster today, mate. And all the way from the rugged north of Victoria, he's an expert on the Panama Canal. His town is the proud producer of World Cup-bound roo. On Twitter, he's NPL player Ross Scopes, but here he is, Damon Serra.
3: Good evening, everyone. It's good to be back, as usual. And I've uh, come in today with uh, no uh, reportable injuries and stinging, so it's a good (laughs) week. Didn't you say you have mild (laughs) malaria? I did say I had mold malaria. It is actually infested with mosquitoes uh, where I am currently sitting, so.
4: So yeah. you definitely seen a lot of mosquitoes lately <laughs> here, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's,
3: it's not a good time to be alive. But it is. It is a good time to be alive. There's lots to talk about. <laughs>
1: And last but not least, beaming in from the wholesome west of Victoria's capital, he thinks Tim Cahill is a wanker on social media. It's the man (laughs) least qualified to be here, Nicholas Brazier.
4: Well, look, Jashan, thanks. First off, I'd like to say I've seen a lot of speculation about decisions I've supposedly taken uh, pre-podcast meeting. (laughs) Look, the truth is that I'm still at the start of my uh, professional podcasting career, and I'm just totally focused on continuing that process at the Four Man Wall podcast with Online Hub Media. And, you know, any sort of rushed decisions about, you know, calling Tim Cahill a wanker (laughs) is extremely premature at this stage. And you know there'll be plenty of time for me to make big calls on Tim Cahill and um, what I think of his character. But right now my focus is on episode five of the Four Man War podcast and uh, making good progress there. Thank you very much.
1: Good stuff, a good rebuttal there. Uh, the boys are right. <laughs> Today's an absolute blockbuster of an episode. Every single go- uh, game had goals. Was it the the highest scoring weekend in A-League history? I had someone say that earlier. Maybe. Yeah.
3: Well, I think it was it overtook last season's best goals haulage, so I see. Right, we'll take last that. year it was 24, this week was uh, 26, so pretty yeah. good. Uh, the smallest goal scored was 3
1: in um, the Western mm. Sydney uh, Central Coast game, so an absolute blockbuster. We've also got Kevin Musket winning the J-League over there, doing us proud, and we've got Dirty Graham guys. Arnold, Socceroos oh squad, hands. so let's get stuck into it, fellas. Nicholas, I'm going to throw it to you first. Oh,
0: fine. Um, <laughs> language
1: warning, yes. <laughs> Are you ready to go? Can you tell me oh, yeah. what was the most important win from the A-League weekend?
4: Important win? Yeah. Um, I'm going to put my vote on the corner of Central Coast uh, defeating the Western City Wanderers. Okay. Um, it's, always, it's always a special victory for any team if they're... The first to knock off a team that's on a bit of an unbeaten run at the start of the season and uh, just is a really great character uh, performance from Central Coast, uh, backing up their form. Um, I'd say a lot of teams in this round, there's quite a few hidings and some teams were on the right side of the result, took a step forward, um, considering their momentum. Other teams got the win, but it was a bit of a, a, bit of a all right, you won, but... Where are you? Like, there's still questions cost? to be asked. And then a lot of teams took a step back um, and some teams, the like White Perth Glory to Riding is already on the wall. Mm-hmm. But with Central Coast Mariners, that was um, a very... Th- that's a momentum-building win and th- they, I believe they will continue that form. With one caution, however, I'll be, I'm be i very interested to see how they go once Garung leaves for the EPL um, or... Or you know wherever he may be loaned out, could be Central Coast. That'd be nice. Uh, but that was great. It was fantastic to watch, and I enjoyed every minute of it.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So, are you chalking down the Central Coast three nil win to that injection of energy that Garankwal kind of produces when he gets subbed in?
4: Well, I wouldn't put it down to that. All they they played really well in the first half, and and with and they. The Western City didn't look like they had an attacking prowess compared to Central Coast. Central Coast were creating opportunities in the first half with or without Garang Cole. The difference was in the second half. They just converted them. And, yes, Garang Cole makes a whole difference. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic team um, up front with Sammy Silvera, uh, James Cummins, and, of course, Geraint. they, they the, the real test is going to come in the second half of the season when uh, growing moves, but that's just a part of football. So I'm sure like, the squad the squad is very solid.
1: Looks like they got some um, goal-scoring options all over the place as well with Michael Roos. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Damo? Was it Roos?
3: I think so, yeah.
1: Michael Roos? 20-year-old lads, came on, Bruce, scored that. a couple. Is, is he your young player of the week there, Damo, or do you have other options in mind?
3: Uh, I, w- I was gonna go with uh Garin Quoll. Quall. Yeah, hey. yeah. I think um, <clears throat> without his uh tenacity, uh trying to win the ball back off the uh, defender, uh they don't obviously get that that goal. So his his injection of yeah tenacity and a bit of uh forward mouse and um uh, yeah that definitely sparked the uh, the start for this the Mariners in their win. So. For me, it has to be qual and uh, with a close, obviously, second uh, probably to Roos, and um, I'm sure there's, there's a few other games, obviously. Even just the Mariners squad, like Silvera and Ballard well, Yeah, exactly, well, again, Silvera and Farrell, even. Farrell. Yeah. So, such an exciting team. Uh, Triantas I thought, was really good at the back as well.
4: Yeah, I love your pick there for uh, your young player there, Damo. Quol, a bit of a one simmering under the surface. Uh, I think you've... Uh... <laughs> You picked one out from the left there. <laughs> 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 For good. Nah, niche he's uh... for, for good. Uh, he's given a We're shout out to watch.
1: Nectarios Triantis though. You can't go wrong with Nectarios. It's a great one show. of
3: the best names, uh, mm. on, best new names on the scene. Absolutely agree. Absolutely Love that.
1: Agree. Uh, what was the, what was the issue with the Wanderers? Rodan, Rodan came out after the game and he blamed himself for tactical changes he made at half halftime. Um, I believe he subbed off Traore for someone who I cannot for the life of me remember. He also started with a back 5 for the first time I think this season with Barello back there as a wing back which I thought was a little bit odd.
3: Yeah, it's a bit odd.
1: It's a bit odd. Is this is this a Mark is this a Mark Rodan kind of failure here against Central Coast?
3: I don't know, I kind of think it was coming. Like even with their prior performances I don't think they were they were that good and I think I said last week that they're a confident they seem like they're a confidence team and um, as, soon, as soon as you saw them go 1-0 down it was kind of like oh no here they go they're going to they're going to concede again here and mm. yeah they they did and I honestly can't couldn't predict how they're going to go this weekend I'm not sure who they have is it, it's the, it's the is it Sydney der- Derby brother is it the Derby this weekend? the like, Derby brother oh my goodness
4: it's gotta be great.
3: So obviously, copping a loss going into the derby is obviously not ideal. Yeah, I, I honestly think they could lose a couple on the trot. Ooh, interesting.
1: Does that then make Central Coast Melbourne City's biggest threat uh, for the top of the top of the tree there? Given uh, their
3: form, I'd probably still. I uh, wouldn't sleep on victory just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> they would <win> one day and when all on he's
1: all aboard the victory. Remember remember fellas, Damo predicted victory to go undefeated this season, so I did. Uh, he's struggling <laughs> <Round>. with that. <laughs> he's struggling with that, but <laughs> obviously victory turned it around here with a four 0 win. But yes, Central Coast beat Western Sydney three goals but, to nil.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I have to actually like Central Coast Mariners are genuine title contenders, I think. Mm-hmm. Good young, exciting squad. Yep. Nick Montgomery, definitely not a
2: fraud. Uh, I definitely not fraud. I <laughs> who, who has been been, a fraud. for Who hasn't been sort of fraud by Char this season?
1: Look, I got Zatkovich right, so I'm standing yeah, you know, in you know from that, that one.
2: On.
4: What about uh, Warren Moon?
1: Big Moon, man. Ah, mate, he turned it around. Brisbane Roar, under new, under new leadership, they're all about it. Uh, Andy, I'm going to yes. throw it to you now, bud. Every single game had goals. Every single game yeah. had good, fun moments. But for you, what was the most exciting game?
2: Yeah, tough choice this week. Spoil for choice. So many goals. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, and continuing on theme here, I've gone with the Central Coast uh, Wanderers game. Mm. Uh, you know, it did have the uh, equal least amount of goals for the game, for the round. The the least amount. The least, Bonner. there you go. I think, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. The least amount. So, But still, I just thought... Um, just the way they played Central Coast and those three goals that they did get were just so good to watch. It couldn't, you can't go past that game for most exciting. No, that, that team, mm-hmm. I think, has become uh, the most exciting team to watch early on. Um, but yeah, d- they're just gelling together so well as a team and it's just so satisfying, those three goals they kicked, you know, just the way they scored yeah. them. and You know, you, you go with those. They've got three players that have gone to the World Cup, so a bit of a backstory there. Factory. Oh, yeah, Vukovic as well. Yeah, eh? yeah, Vukovic, Vukovic as well. It's debatable. <laughs> debatable. We'll, get, we'll get to that later on. <laughs> we'll get,
4: we'll to, that later, we'll get <laughs> to that later, mate.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, just, just so oh, good. especially that um, performance from Qual as well. You know, that, that tackle to, to get that ball from behind and, and get that first goal for Roos for was just unbelievable, I thought. Um, and two assists for him just uh, yeah, fucking oath. yeah and they didn't rely on Cummings you know he didn't have didn't have his best game and no that's right they're scoring three goals he without had a,
3: Cummings. he had a few he had a few opportunities to score and he couldn't quite he did uh get the goal he hit the upright I think
2: yeah that's right And um but it's a it's a good sign when you're not relying on him and you're still scoring three goals against you know exactly. arguably one of the better teams um this season so yeah just thought it's it was um the most exciting game for those reasons and it really sets up uh the rest of the season for the for the Mariners. Mm.
1: Yeah, fair shout. I I also be tempted to put in the Brisbane Raw game, I believe up there in Redcliffe, they got about 5000 people in. Mm. Yeah.
3: Against he... the, yeah, winning against Sydney, that's, yep. a, that's yeah, a big yeah, scalp for them.
1: Big scalp. Exciting because I think it was a new side of Brisbane that we haven't seen before, like they actually went out with yeah. intent.
2: Yeah, they had the energy. Of, very very oh, yeah. aggressive. Yes,
1: that was just that's the, the exact, that's the word you use aggressive and you know some banging goals in there as well. Wow, well, yeah. one and
4: particular even one persistence like that Charlie Austin goal. Like it was pinballing around for a while and and they brought it back into the centre. Um, you know, Red was out of position and um, it's just <laughs> something you wouldn't, it wouldn't have seen from them yeah. earlier in the season when they were struggling with their shape against Melbourne City and that penalty
2: yeah, as agreed. well that. Red man saved twice, and then they got it on the third shot, you know, yeah. that persistence. Oh. He he said it. He he told his defenders. I had, like,
3: twice yeah, there was put a the red down, fingers twice up. you couldn't clear the ball.
2: Yeah.
1: So... Yeah, that yeah, is a bit yeah. iffy for this, the Sydney defence, although I think, Damo, you've been pretty critical of the Sydney defence thus far this season.
3: Yeah. Not well, high on him. that has to fall back onto Steve Coroca, I think. And
4: um, when you
3: when you don't re- when you don't uh, sign any new defenders and you rely upon a 37-year-old staying fit for the entirety of the season, uh, um. you're bound to get into this uh, situation. And they've signed a, a new player from Sydney United, Adrian Vasilitsa, and they chucked him straight into the deep end and. He gives away a penalty within ten minutes, so <laughs> you hate to see it. Uh, it was an ugly uh, challenge on Austin. Uh, as well. And Lassolitz is a good player, and like the way he's just been thrust into the system, it's an absolute joke. Yeah. So Steve Corrigan, you reckon is to blame here, making oh, some definitely. iffy decisions? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exa- yeah okay. That's fair right. enough. And fair enough. Rightly so, I think his job is on the line again. It was on the line last year, but they offered him a new one-year new deal. So mm, The last straw, you know, maybe. They offered him an extra an extension onto his current contract, which I could not fathom. <laughs> could not <laughs>
1: fathom. Is he the worst coach in the league aside from Ruben Zatkovich?
3: <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't say that. I've think got to stop back on Zatkovich, it's unfair. <laughs> he's won two championships or a championship or a minor. Well, worst on form. So he's obviously not a bad coach, but I think he's got the same uh, problem that John Aloisi has: is that he hasn't hasn't really rotated his defence more so than the whole squad. So.
4: Change versus continuity, fellas. I tell ya, it's the moral of the season. Uh, you yeah. heard it here first.
1: It's a good quote. It's a good quote. I think it's also fair to say that the red, for the first time this season, Sydney were on the other end of a red card controversy.
3: Yeah.
1: The card given to was it Retre? Retre, yeah. And
3: Pretty again, harsh. Uh, yeah. Well, the more I look at it, and. The more I think, yeah, sometimes I'm thinking it's a red card, sometimes I don't think it's a red card, depending on how I look at it or something like that, but a little bit of fifty fifty you reckon yeah, a little bit of fifty fifty, but for me it's 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 more of a yellow card than a red for me because there there are covering defenders and it's in his own half, so yeah the the referee is once again assuming that oh. Shit. Um, <laughs> Just knocked over Dropped the mic <laughs> Yeah, watch the, the olives mate
1: God damn
3: <laughs> The ref is Yeah, he's assuming that uh, That Dan Zaki in that position is going to that That is an obvious goal scoring opportunity
1: I mean there were more Sydney defenders behind the ball though It's just odd it's
3: Yeah, odd. that's right Very Oh, odd. there wasn't But There was a guy There's a guy there
1: no, I don't know not directly behind the ball, but he's in the vicinity. He yeah, can, he's in, he, he can definitely cut off the ankle. Yes, if he can you know, keep pace with Danzaki, which is up That's to right. bait, but still. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm confused though, Andy, because I've given you the floor here to talk about whatever game you want to, and you've decided not to talk about Melbourne City. I know,
2: I know. That says a lot, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. It says Four it, goals it says a in lot. the second half, mate. For, for the first goals. time this
1: season, they've done it the opposite way around.
2: I know, I know. It was a very dominant performance, but I still thought the Central Coast one was more, more exciting because, you know, City dominated so much, and was, Perth was pretty uh, pretty lacklustre, so it wasn't yeah. the most exciting game. Still, I'm a very happy fan, though, of course.
1: <laughs> very, very happy,
2: chappy. Were That's you there? That's right. I was there, yeah. Beautiful mm. afternoon in the sun at Amy Park. <laughs>
1: yeah, the old afternoon games in Australia. It's going to be enjoyable come summer. Definitely, definitely. 40 degree days. Mm. Bloody hell. I mean, the Perth Glory boys are out here complaining about not having any home games, but look, let's be honest. Who the fuck would want to play a home game in Perth? In the middle of
2: summer, yeah. Ah, I know. Jeez. That'd be brutal.
4: Is there any word that Macedonia Park will have, you know, lighting for night games? Surely. You would hope so. Well... The the
1: game this weekend is being delayed because it's not ready. <laughs> they're, they're supposed <laughs> to have it a ready for the game, game against the Raw, but they have to postpone it because it's just literally not ready yet. And you know what? That that brings me to my first burning question of the night. Three burning questions. Perth Glory, obviously, uh, probably the, the league's worst team right now, but they have yet to play at home while Macedonia Park, which isn't even their actual home home ground, gets uh, refurbished to bring it up to snuff. And is it HBF? HDF? I don't know what it's called. HBF? Yeah, H-B-F. H-B-F.
4: Okay, HBF. Is due,
1: insurer. Yeah, due to be uh, ready to go by March. Um, I'll ask you, Andy, since you are the man of the hour, how badly do you think have Perth been impacted by their complete lack of home games?
2: Uh, well, yeah, you'd think it would ha- would have had uh, you know a pretty pretty decent impact on them, you, and you would hope so for their sake as well, because um, you know if uh, if they can't win uh, at home, then they can't win anywhere. So you hope that when they go back home, uh, they will start to get those wins on the board. But um, yeah, I mean those all clocking up all those miles every week. Like you got to remember, Perth is you know, the opposite side of the country as well. So they're not yep. really short flights like to Adelaide or whatever. So you're clocking up those miles every week, um, you know, hitting the track at home during the week, flying out, flying in each week. It's got to uh, take its toll on the players' bodies, you would think. So, yeah, you, you would say I would think that they have been impacted a fair bit by all these uh, away games banking up on them. But you hope for their sake that they can, um, you know, do the opposite when they start banking up home games later in the season and get those uh, those wins rolling.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Zatkovic kind of used that as a bit of reasoning as to why they've been underperforming so much. He also paid respect to the Fornaroli situation, saying that mm. it really kind of put a dampener on the group's morale as a whole. Yeah. Uh, and he basically just said that, look, it's going to take a lot of time and a fair few transfer windows to rebuild this team the way he wants to see it. But, like... Mm. I mean, clearly... Perth
4: <laughs> Glory went 4-0 on the weekend.
1: Sorry? Oh, yes, 4-0 did, did score, indeed.
2: Yeah, yeah
4: Perth Glory won 4-0. What? The former Perth Glory players won 4 my god. would I Well, are you suggesting that Zetkovic, you know... You know, acknowledging the Fauna roller situation, acknowledging the constraints of the club, is maybe a manager with a bit of an empathetic capacity, and perhaps he's constrained by the situation he finds himself in. And he is not a fraud. Like, <laughs> that. No,
1: I think he's making excuses, and he needs to pull his shit together.
4: <laughs> oh, just shut!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, he made what? How many signings over the course of the? Was it like this? That's just hard. Something like 15, 16, 17 signings. It's not like. I mean, McInerve's had a couple of nice moments, not really. Colley's probably been their best player, and like he's highly the most exciting young midfielder in the league. It's just there's not a lot to enjoy watching with this team.
2: Not at the moment, but. So, um,
4: someone has to be on the bottom. <laughs>
2: that's, that's, that's very true, yeah. Nick. For now.
4: For now, until we get free and pro rolled. Mm, but if what, <laughs> yes, what
2: Zadkovic yeah. said about Bruno, you know, not wanting to uh, start on the bench, like refusing to, if that's true, then yeah. uh, it's obviously the best result for him to leave. If, if he's not going to put the club first and help them rebuild, then there's no point in him being there. So, re- yeah. rebuild starts now. I tend to agree. All right. Well,
1: that, I'll, I'll go to demo now. Then, obviously, glory, embarrassing loss. But in your mind, was that the most embarrassing loss of the weekend,
3: or or that? Nah? Yeah, well, I don't know. Actually, uh, I thought maybe MacArthur. MacArthur. Ooh, four-one loss. Yeah, unexpected. To the Wayne train. To, uh, to the to the to the, to the, Wayne, yeah. train. Ah, like yes. the Wayne train. Ah, yes. So yeah, I mean it was obviously embarrassing. Um, Macarthur have won won the Australia Cup. They're coming off a obviously a a minor success there, or major success. We have to start calling that a major success if you want the Australia Cup. We have to start calling it a major success. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. And yeah, that they are starting to show that they were the NPL bullies. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, uh, I I didn't want to have to say it, but yeah, we could be seeing a bit of a uh, a fraud moment. A fraud moment. <laughs> 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 right, <Yeah>. your, <laughs> Dwight York. Dwight obviously York. Yeah.
1: What makes you say that? What's been so bad about McCarthy these past few weeks? Because they started off the season I mean, quite that's, well. That's
3: not, that's not to take away from how good the Phoenix are. Like, let's be honest. Um. When when Central Coast Mariners come up against Wellington Phoenix, that's going to be must watch.
1: Oh yeah, TV yeah, so. goals for days, mate. Must
3: watch. Uh, I can't wait for that. But uh, I'm not sure what, what's what's happening with Macarthur. I, I, I did watch the game and I thought they definitely had their opportunities to score and uh, build that momentum. But once again, I think. Uh, Carter couldn't quite finish. Uh, Azani was doing good stuff. He couldn't quite finish too. He got his assist um, though, Azani. He did get his assist, but he should have definitely had a goal too. But uh, if not for a, a wonderful Ollie Sale save, so that was a great save. Um, yeah, they just couldn't take their chances, and you know, at the end of the game, it could have been four-one Macarthur as well. So that's just the way the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And the, the yeah, so for me, the four-one loss. To the to the knocks, uh, for me, probably apart from the Perth Glory loss, that had the yeah, the, uh, the second most embarrassing loss. You got to go the Jets though, surely,
1: mate. Showing absolutely nothing against a victory. Who, look, victory looked good. And the Jets, yeah. The victory well, looked good in that game, but they've there been were a few pretty embarrassing dull. losses so, for <laughs> say. There's a lot to pick from, and to be honest, yeah, I thought you wanted to right. picked Western United that's, just because right. you like banging on Aloisi, but mm. yeah, plenty
3: of options. Yeah, and to be fair, yeah, Western United were
2: pretty shit too. Yeah, uh, Nick,
1: uh, Andy, would you guys have gone with uh, the Macarthur loss there, or, or any any other ones? Um,
2: I I personally probably would have gone with Western myself. Um, they just looked very, very flat, and they weren't weren't offering much. I know they still scored two goals. Macarthur only got one, but I feel like I don't know the exact stats on the two games, but I reckon Macarthur would have um, created oh. more chances.
4: I feel like Western... Yeah, definitely. Western United had their chances, I reckon. Like, the game was definitely dead, but they had at least... They had, well, they had the penalty save that went again. Like, we should have put that away. And they also had quite a few um, significant chances that were um, they were unable to convert. I think what's well, the flattest about the... It's not my pick for the most disappointing loss, by the way, would be the Jets. But what made the Western United loss so flat is that it's the same issues we always allude to. They're playing at empty stadiums and they're just not yeah. turning it up. Same same old, same old. Same old, same old. For the Jets game was very disappointing. Uh, it um, always seems...
2: Sorry, mate. Sorry to interrupt there. I was just going to say, it always seems like Western uh, conceded most of their goals in the first half. So it's mm-hmm. like they're they're fighting an uphill mm-hmm. battle for the whole second half.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. sluggish. They've got the oldest team in the yeah. league by none. Um, um, and and yeah. they're Veteran performers You expect more of it Just letting them down Like Lacroix
3: is shit all, we, all you had to do Was look at the week prior They were 2-0 up To Central Coast Nick Malanovic was Playing well And Fast forward one week He gets Sat on the bench <laughs>
2: mm, Yeah true Yeah but Okay Why? Yeah I would
4: love, love To know Yeah
3: yeah, Aloisi on fraud watch. John Aloisi. <laughs> Half we the ALA like A League on our on Twitter.
4: Twitter. You know, like you have the fire <laughs> rating system. We need like a, a fraud alert system, and they just have all the faces of the A coaches on the scale. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Well, well right. in
1: the Google doc, I assumed this was demo, but you just said Aloisi should be sacked.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a bit. <laughs> he, he did he
1: win up. the title last year,
3: mate. Like he's got to yeah. have more time F- than that. Five weeks in, <laughs> give him the sack.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that was a
3: bit of a hot take. Not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a Claudia Ranieri treatment, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: but, I mean, if this keeps on going, it was definitely a valid reason that he should be sacked. So. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Fair enough. I also don't like the way Aloisi speaks in the media. He just seems very stubborn. He, he says... Yeah, he seems like,
3: it's, not, it's like he doesn't really care that much.
1: Our system worked for us last year, so I'm sure that it'll work for us again. Yeah, Which going back to Nick's point from arrogant. last week just shows a bit of a, a willingness to evolve and adapt, I think.
4: Continuity versus change. Maybe we should maybe we should get Aloisi as a special guest while the 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 football's on break and we can I can I can elaborate on what it mean on continuity <laughs> versus change mean. <laughs> yeah, teach him a thing or two, Nick. So, John, uh, I love that penalty you got, you know, 17 years ago, but that was 17 years ago. Do you understand what... Cont- Speaking of uh, dwelling on the past, do you understand what continuity versus change means? <laughs> oh, great. great, yeah, great. you. Round, you round, become John Aloisi's therapist, mate. Yeah, come Yeah, for me, jets, jet. jets are the most disappointing game. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah. Was
1: not a case if they just simply got outplayed by a superior team?
4: Yeah, it's a bit of both. They got outplayed. It, it's a bit of bad timing for them because victory just landed Bruno Fornaroli. and
1: Well wasn't the
4: reason they won that though. No, no, but like the morale like of landing, the signing and you know, a bit of like a rejuvenated push, even though yeah. It had yeah, but it's still it's still good. Like, for a team morale to like land him in, you know, it's it, it's you know Smurries. a bit a bit of like a it's definitely a pick me up game for Melbourne victory. You know, getting their season back on track. Yeah, that's true. After uh, the last couple, and you know, it's just it was just be energizing for the like for a team like the Jets. And you know, uh, on Twitter, um, known uh, soccer Twitter uh, personality uh, Matt Vandenberg. I to uh, maybe giving him. I don't know the guy personally, but saw an interesting thread from him about detailing, you know, the realities of being a Jets fan. And you know, like it's just another 4 0 loss, but you know, it, it all adds up. So that's where probably real disappointment comes from. And you know, it's not yeah, it's not easy like travelling away like as for, for the fans and you know, feel for all it's the fans the, that rocked up. It's not cheap. The Jets had it had a bit of a bit of a glow up you know when they made it the grand final under Ernie Merrick you just hope those good fortunes come again oh god
1: um, I miss Ernie Merrick what a gun what a man what a superstar He yeah, that's the one mate I think is it also just a case of like this was Brimmer's best game of the season and like I didn't follow the A-League last year so I haven't seen Brimmer at his best until now and it was goddamn good to watch like Obviously, I think Brindle South's goal for Brisbane and Clayton Lewis's goal for the Knicks are the two contenders, like the leading contenders for goal of the week. But that Brimmer
2: assist, mm, oh, that was that was great. Oh, across um, the field too.
1: Ooh. Gorgeous outside of the boot, just curls into the box. Absolutely spectacular. That was that was really really nice. And then on the other side of things, you got obviously Piscopo is the Jets, a kind of marquee guy. And he's just not shit. really making
3: an in, an impact at all so far. Yeah. he's not he's not finding that space or getting on
4: the ball enough. And what is that bad.
0: noise?
4: <laughs> yeah, who is that? Gameo, you got some pretty bad noise coming out, your mark. What is that noise? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's it's him sc- scratching his mozzie bites. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
3: That? It's me playing around with my it was a little tag I've got on the side of my desk.
1: <laughs> it sounded like you were goddamn breaking down a box. Are you on the clock
2: right now? Mate? Yeah, <laughs> work. Oh, How
3: yeah. long was that going for? Yeah, it was like a minute at least, shop. wasn't it?
4: They were correct me, did you used to work at a fish and chip shop or is that a memory of No. Nah. Oh, okay. nah, Chinese. Chinese oh, restaurant. Chinese restaurant. It's, it's still a great uh, regional town enterprise. Yeah, it is.
3: You can't go to any regional Victoria town and not see a uh, Chinese...
2: The Chinese in Wangaratta is pretty dodgy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Don't have a good plum chicken, do they?
2: Uh, I, I actually haven't been there for years, but I've heard stories of people getting sick, so... Oh, wouldn't, no. wouldn't hit the, wouldn't touch the pumpkin there. I mean, Only the last two times, the
4: last two times I've cooked at home, uh, I've had to say to Steph, "Oh, I hope it's cooked." <laughs> um, so I can. <laughs> nah, no, but. I'll oh,
1: we, has. Steph been letting the team down with her cooking recently?
4: No, I'm the one letting the team down.
1: Oh, I see. So why are you lambasting lambasting Steph for her cooking when you're the one who's been letting the team down? No, no, I'm saying,
4: <laughs> i saying I was saying to her. Oh, I hope I've cooked it. So, like, oh, uh, right. like I hope I've cooked it, yeah. I um, see. Sh- should we get back on track? What have you been <laughs> cooking that's not been cooked, mate? Oh, just a barbecue chicken bars and Thai, but, but it's because... Oh,
1: you can't undercook a chicken, uh, mate. Yeah,
4: but it's fine, mate. So you're like, oh, is it's it, it a meant to be pink, pink there or is it meant to be white there? You never really know. Um, what? It's zero <laughs> pink. It's, it can't be pink. That's the... <laughs> The rule!
1: It's its a very well known rule!
4: Um, you know, it's a bit of. It, 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 really, it really just depends <coughs> on your sensitivities there, mate. No, <laughs> it's white meat, it's not pink meat, it's white meat, it's what it's, what it's called! Well, no, the fire part has dark meat. Medium brown. Yeah, dark meat sections, um, but it's because we we're using like a new oven, new stove, so it's like, you know, the cues yeah. are a bit harder to pick up, you know. Oh, for sure. It takes time to get you to a different stove, I'll oh, yeah. give you that. I beat my walk last night, fucking Devo. No good, mate. No I, good fixed, good. I, fixed it, I fixed it though, but it tasted like charcoal. Alright, shall we get back on track?
1: Uh yeah, just wrapping up the A-League chat, uh, what Daniel was saying, though, basically Biscopo yeah, just can't find space to impact the game for Newcastle at the moment, which is a shame. Hopefully Pappas can figure it out. And uh, yeah, I, any anything, uh, any other points from the games that we want to touch on, or should we get on to the news?
3: Like we have to talk about um, Lacroix being an absolute madman. Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: LaCroix. Leo Lacroix, confirmed madman. Yeah, he's really bad. He's a bad football
3: player. And yeah, well, apparently, he wants to return to Europe.
2: Wow. So that's uh, probably why he's been pretty shit. He's not making a great. But case he's still for under him. contract, so at least he's playing, so unlike uh, Breivich That's right. But exactly. would, would you,
1: if he's, he's if he's this shit, would you not want to just drop him though if you are join City?
3: Oh, I don't know if Aloisi has any other choice because the man doesn't play any of his youth players. Right, yeah. And he's got Jacob Tratt as a replacement and Jacob Tratt was fairly average. Right. But, I mean, even average would be better than just own goals every
1: single week. Like, And Tratt started, by the way. Tratt's the other centre-back.
3: Yeah, else. he did start. But uh, after Tratt, it's, yeah, it's delving down into your, your academy... Um, Give him a go, prospects. So, and uh, classic Aloisi is pretty, uh, pretty, uh, yeah, hard to hard to please. So, as a as a young player. I see, I see. Fair enough, fair enough.
1: Any other points there, fellas, from uh, the A League weekend? Are we all Are we all picking Brindle South's Banger as goal of the week? Oh,
4: goal of the week. Mate. he gets his his uh, red man covered. Hot wheels. If it was Langerak, though, Langerak would have made that save. (laughs) Alright, we're not quite there
1: yet. We're not quite there in the Langerak track. Before we get to the World Cup squad, I will throw to you Nicholas Brazier for the peak A-League moment of the week. Sir, take it away.
4: Of the week. Oh, thank you, Dushan. Well, Peak A-League Moment of the Week. What an honour it is to do this uh, recurring segment. The A-League has a vast history of peak, peak moments and it's my job as a custodian of the league to document peak A-League moments. Peak A-League moments go from a bit of high-hearted, comical, bit of fun, a bit of a... Oh, what was he doing on the field? But today we're going to the darker side, darker side of the PK League planet, going into the absolute farce and disgrace.
1: Okay, um, that's very that's very morbid. That's very menacing. Mm. Keen to see where you go with
2: this, bud scared. Yeah, Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> in
4: a rare occurrence on my Friday night, I wish to watch Melbourne victory. And you are you telling me I should be watching these games because I'm on an LA podcast? <laughs> Funny joke. When I want to watch Melbourne Victory versus Newcastle Jets because I need to do some research on my podcast and I happen to own an iPhone, last thing I want to watch is CBS. It's an absolute farce that Paramount Plus has spun has blundered this. Technical issue, global technical issue. I mean, I've never worked in IT, but that just... That just reeks as a oh fuck we've got an IT issue we've got no idea what, what it is oh it's a global technical issue let's just try to fix it this weekend that's my PK League moment of the week it's a uh, it's 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 a bad PK League moment it's not it's not half funny it's amateur hour and this is what damages the A League uh, from a professionals perspective and I know it was it was actually a blessing for the fans because they got a better product over the weekend. Watching you yeah. YouTube was great. Um, I could plug it yeah. into my smart TV, no issues there. Ha- pause, ha- pause, rewind, rewind. However, um, you can't. Fa- it, there would have been a lot of sponsorship money lost because I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they didn't even play any ads during halftime on YouTube because they didn't have. They, they just couldn't for some reason. Yeah. Um, there's probably technical reasons behind it, like different formatting it differently, but that's not good for the growth of the game. Um,
2: did did they still have their um the same commentary team on the YouTube version? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep.
4: But no no ads. No ads. Like no no it's line. pretty embarrassing. Yeah.
1: Especially since last week you were talking about Paramount Plus and Tan <laughs> and, and the, the benefits it gives, but you I don't think, get uh, any of those benefits if the goddamn
2: platform doesn't work. Yeah, yeah it makes it a bit tricky just...
4: Your chalk up has just fallen victim to peak A League moment of the week. I know. To you right I, think, uh, I
2: think. I think the CEO was listening listening to my segment last week, and he got a bit uh, complacent. You know, got a bit cocky. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> he got a bit complacent. You reckon? Yeah, he was oh, listening to the four man wall, and he days. thought, "Fuck yeah." What's well, more embarrassing, the fact that Paramount Plus doesn't work, or the fact that the government in Perth can't build a goddamn stadium? Ridiculous, Basil
2: Zemblis. Bloody Basil. Fraud watch. Basil.
4: Thanks, Basil. Is he still the mayor?
1: He's still the mayor, isn't
4: he? Yeah, mayor, Let's not, let's not get into politics here. But mayors are pretty nominal positions. They're more like ambassador ambassadorship, but they still they still make decisions. But it's like, okay, can we cut back in to Macedonia Park? Yes, please. HBF Stadium has been out of action for five weeks. He hosted RB Fridays on the weekend, just gone by. Oh, what? did oh. oh, it? The... <laughs> Farcical, Nicholas.
1: Farcical. Good goddamn knack knack ridiculous. So we can host Yo Mafia, but he can't host a goddamn Azubel banging in zero goals in five games.
4: Right, I went to RB Fridays on Friday night. I'm ashamed to say that on the record. And uh, some of those acts had, had way too to much charge... Charged up sexual energy and... Um, it's R&B, <laughs> mate. It's R&B! But, yeah, oh, I don't need to see Shaggy, you know, describing... the going, children. Yeah. It's an
2: 18 plus concert. It's an 18
4: plus. Uh, Look, let's just say... Let's just say probably Shaggy had more pulsating energy than Perth Glory will ever have at HBF Park this season. <laughs> I oh, saw the true. videos
1: of Andy I think Andy had some uh, Pulsating energy over there At R&B Fridays <laughs> He was very much into it Was Macklemore the highlight?
4: Oh yeah Yeah Personally. I liked Akon
1: the best Personally. Oh yeah Akon Got to Akon go with
4: Akon slapped
1: Actually he smacked If
4: you uh... are <laughs> yeah. Shaggy had it Shaggy had a good reaction um, Not a bit bu- bit before my time But still He uh, had the whole crowd Sing some of his songs Which is uh pretty impressive do you
1: not know shaggy songs uh, no, no, i
4: know yeah i do know shaggy songs you know a bit of a a bit of it wasn't me um but the song that had the biggest reaction actually it was angel
3: yeah angel that would have been massive. yeah that was great no, bombastic that was good too i, I must have missed it it's a, a, a... Get get it's a banger get out
4: i didn't know that was shaggy i just that song from part, um from from Jack, what's it called shaggy <laughs> <Shot laughs>
1: I had no idea Day- Damon was so passionate about Shaggy's discography. That's good to know.
3: Angel or <laughs> nothing.
4: But please, can we talk about the news? Moving on, moving on, moving yeah. on. Yeah, oh, no, on. Nick,
1: I'm the fucking host. I'll say where well, we move on, <laughs> for God's sake. Trying to... Try if you to... me here, sir, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, during the week, it became evident that some prominent figures within the Canberra political and sporting, uh, I guess hierarchy, are very confident that they will be getting the next expansion team over there in the nation's capital. So my second burning question of the night, I'll ask you, Andy, Mm-mm. Yo. should Canberra be the next team, or the next city, to get a club in A-League men's?
2: Uh, yeah, I think they should, personally. I mean, they've already got a women's team, so that's a good start, you know, they've already got that assuming they use the same club name and come under one club which you would think so so they've already got that sort of foundation i mean they canberra are, united yeah exactly so they, they you know it's the nation's capital so i feel like yeah that would be the best option um for the next expansion team i mean obviously they've got to present their case you know as as any expansion team has to and um, have the finances to back them and all that sort of thing so but yeah just um, at face value I would say yeah Canberra probably should be the next expansion team if there is going to be
4: one in the finish been up. W League for years like yeah exactly that you know, like they'd be a better run organisation oh, that's a bit of jump on the gun but like they'd have more they're a more experienced or organisation than you know some of our new clubs you know
1: <laughs> definitely better than Western United
4: you'd hope like. <laughs> yeah. we can't we can't comment I think I can't comment on what's better. I mean, like some of, some of you know the oldest clubs in the A League are probably really poorly run, like you know Perth Glory and Newcastle Jets. You know. <laughs> so, I, I don't, God damn, bro,
1: that was that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, he just went Look, straight just, in there for the for the I, killing shot. I just shot.
4: want to say I'm not too sure about you know having an A League club you know in a city where. Um, you know, cannabis is decriminalized. I think it might open uh, the A League up to too many PK League moments. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Uh, love PK
2: League moments, mate. Should be more of them. God, too many <laughs> I love They're it. I love rabbits. It. All right, Nick. Before
1: you before you go too off the rails, I'm going to move it on. Uh, big news coming out of Japan. Kevin Musket, former Victory coach and obviously former Soccer mm. room, has won the J League. He nearly choked it away, but he made it happen. We're all very proud of him. What's the goddamn team called? Yokohama F. Marinos.
4: <laughs> What's the damn team's name? Oh, clap, but I'm washing my hands. Nick,
3: shut up. <laughs> for God's sake.
4: Sorry, I just missed my cue there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you're not getting a cue. This isn't, this isn't, you've already had your question. You've got to let the others have a chat. For God's sake. Damo, <laughs> my third burning question to you. Is Kevin Musket the next man up for the Socceroos job if and when Arnold gets sacked? Uh,
3: if we go locally, then I think he is definitely the main candidate. I'm not sure if it would be best for us to go uh, with a foreign coach because uh, I think we probably need a, a an Australian head coach, I think, we just have more, they have more knowledge. Um, or... Don't want to shoot for a for a Gus Hinnick with the yeah. risk of it potentially being a Pim Verbeek. That's right, exactly. So, And I think in the rebuild kind of period that we are in, uh, I think it'd be best for a, a uh, an Australian coach. So Muscat probably does fit that mould. Um, you could also chuck in Popovich or Talley even, who's been linked to the New Zealand job.
1: Ooh, for Talley, yes,
3: yeah, Yeah, right. Uh, Very good coach. Or even if you really wanted to go uh, locally, but not necessarily Australian. Even Nick Montgomery, like you just see what he's done with the uh, the culture at Central Coast Mariners, and I think that culture, if he could implement that within the uh, national team uh, fold, could be very beneficial.
1: The no, no dickheads culture. No you want to see that on the uh, the Australian setup? <laughs> yeah.
4: That's exactly right. Come did go to start every game.
1: I don't mind that. Alrighty, and I I think uh, on that Socceroos note, it brings us to the main event of tonight, fellas, because Graham Arnold has named his 26-man World Cup squad. I'll just bring it up for you in a second. It's 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 raised some eyebrows. It's it's put some smiles on some faces, and it's it's, it's confused some people it's, it's divided, divided. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's divided the fan base shall we say but uh, overall uh, definitely a lot to talk about so I'll just run them through here goalkeepers Matty Ryan Andrew Redmayne and Danny Vukovic our defenders uh, Milos Degenek Harry Suda Thomas Deng Aziz Bayic Joel King Nathaniel Atkinson Kai Rowles, Fran Karacic Bailey Wright midfielders we got Aaron Moy Jackson Irvine Aidan Hrustic Keanu Bacus, Riley McGree and Cammy Devlin and then our forwards Marty Boyle J-Mac Matthew Leckie Arwa Mobile, Jason Cumdingo Cummings Mitchell Duke Garen Quoll and Craig Goodwin I'll throw to the field here so anyone, anyone can jump in Who was the biggest snub from the Socceroos team?
2: Sainsbury Alright, we're going to vote for Sainsbury yeah, I'm going Sainsbury as well. You've got two votes one, maybe, for Sainsbury? Maybe Robic, Rogic might have been uh, stiff to miss out, but I'm, I'm going Sainsbury. Yep. Yeah. And you, Nicholas?
4: Me? Yes. <laughs> or, um, just because someone has to say it. Mitch Langrack.
1: Fair uh, shout. Yeah. So Thank two you. votes for Sainsbury, one for Langrack, and a half vote for Tom Rogic. Those are the three names that
3: have caused the most controversy. As a As a more practical... Selection, I think Sainsbury, Sainsbury snub probably is the most baffling. Uh, I guess because we always kind of knew that Ryan was always going to be the number one anyway.
2: Yeah, right. that's, that's true.
3: As a the, yeah, obviously the second and third, and obviously going to a World Cup cup is a massive honour. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think the Sainsbury omission. Is uh, quite baffling, especially if, when Degenek is there as well, who I think is probably on paper a worse player than Sainsbury. He's
1: played um, the most minutes out of anyone. Like apart, it's him yeah. and Jason David's, and up there for minutes played for for
3: soccer for potential. Well, soccer that, that's that's another position where I am quite annoyed, and I think Graham Arnold has uh, um stuffed up there and um is he did say that he would be picking players on their playing minutes and how fit they are and he goes ahead and selects Joel King who's barely playing over someone like Jason Davidson who's played the most minutes at left back for any Australian overseas yeah. or
2: locally so he's contradicted himself there
3: yeah, he's contradicting himself a fair bit, and that was the word I was looking for. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Sainsbury. That's probably why he's left out. But Nicks yeah. also useful because Degeknet can play right back
1: as well as in the centre of defence. Right? Like he's got but a bit of. Can, yeah, he, so.
3: And Graham Arnold did say
1: he was looking for um, some flexibility. Yeah, but then Thomas Deng. Thomas Deng does that as well. I, I imagine, right yeah. I imagine the starting the starting back four here. If everyone's healthy, will be Sutar and, and Rolls in yep. the heart of defence there. Yep. Atkinson on on the right and Beattie on the left. That will be my right. guess. I don't know yep. if you guys disagree. Which is like which is a pretty strong back line, but also three out of the four of those boys are under injury clouds.
2: Yeah,
3: but they they're the best players in those positions.
2: Yeah, I guess you got to take and that risk, don't you? If, if that's exactly fit, right. If they're fit enough and they're a risk, it's a risk you're to take. That's right. It's a World Cup. Exactly.
3: This is this is what anyone plays football for.
2: Mm. That's why the and national teams To leave someone out
3: because they might have only just come back from injury, even though they're fit. It doesn't matter. you got to still take them.
2: Yep, agreed. Fair enough. But in,
1: in that case, then, if you think those are the two best centre-backs... Is it only Deckenac? Is who you'd rather be replaced by with with, with Sainsbury? Because Sainsbury hasn't been in great form at domestic well, level. Well,
3: Sainsbury hasn't played, so that's why. But Sainsbury has been in the national team for almost a decade now. So, captain, sort of captain. Um, Fair to say, a occasions. locker room leader for sure. So he's definitely yeah he's definitely been in that uh, that that circle. For a while, and he's yeah, he he's leaving out. It, it kind of doesn't doesn't sit with me well. Like I I know that he's uh, this the son-in-law of. He Graham is Arnold. also Graham
1: Arnold's son-in-law, which creates some uh, maybe a, he uh, said something yeah. at the dinner table at some point. Maybe he had a go at Graham Arnold's lasagna. I don't know. Yeah,
3: that's right. That's so, am saying through. Yeah. Jeez. So it's going to be an awkward Christmas. Yeah, sure will. <laughs>
4: Uh, Graham Arnold will still be too busy uh, in Europe celebrating our World Cup victory. No. <laughs>
3: a lot of the, uh, the soccer Twitter faithful have possibly put the uh, the um, the conspiracies out that by leaving Sainsbury out, he's uh, allowed the uh, the pick of Vukovic instead of Langerak to not look as boys clubbish. Right, because so,
1: obviously he used to coach Vukovic at uh, yeah. Sydney, and, <laughs> and,
3: and the Mariners, I think.
1: I yeah. Think okay. Yep. Yeah, good call.
3: But um, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's what a, lot, a fair few people on Twitter have been saying. But
1: uh, we'll come back to the Langerak situation, and you mentioned Tom Rogic. We do have a lot of promising and talented midfielders, like. Dennis Jonro or I don't know how to print. Is it Jonro? Is it
2: Genre, Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. He wasn't picked. Yeah. Tilio wasn't picked. Obviously, no. Arzani wasn't Metcalf. picked. Yeah. Metcalf wasn't picked as well. So we have a lot of midfielders who can probably make that case. But is Rogic in your mind the biggest snub out of all of them? Even bigger than Marco
2: Tilio, the uh, Messi. That was my other uh, other disappointment. Um, although I guess with Tilio you can argue hasn't hasn't had long enough this season so far to. Show what he's capable of, you know. With those first couple of games, not getting much game time, he hasn't two goals good... since, though. Yeah, he scored two goals in two games since, and um, you know, played the full ninety this week and got an assist as well. So he, he couldn't have done much more this week to prove his case. But um, yeah, maybe he's uh, just not quite there yet in Graham Arnold's eyes. So he'll he'll be there, you know, next World Cup for sure. I reckon until right. he, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be there. Twenty twenty six, definitely. Yeah. He's only twenty one years old, so. He's, uh, he should have multiple World Cups ahead of him, so not, um, not too disappointing when you think of it that way. But yeah, with Tom Rogic, he's, he's a bit older, so it's um, probably going to hurt a bit more for him, you'd think, at this stage. Although he's been there and done that, so, so you never know. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think is West Brom he plays for?
1: West Bromwich. Well, he barely plays, but yes.
2: Be- yeah. Well, maybe that's his, his downfall as well, not having enough minutes. Um, you know, on the pitch to, to warrant selection. So I think that's uh, that's a big call because he's obviously been a feature of the, the national squ- squad for quite a while now. So it's a, it's a big name people have gotten to know that's not going to be there. So, Yeah, fair enough.
1: Well, what, why was he released? Was he released or did he choose to leave Celtic? Like, what was the story there? Because I'm not really – I don't really know much about
2: it. Yeah, I've, I've no idea. Do you, do you know Demo?
4: Or Nick? I think it was mutual consent. Uh, we're talking about Roger, right? Yeah, 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 Ruggage. Yeah, it, I believe it was like uh, mutual consent, like a like not like a retirement, but like, you know, um, this contract was expiring, and they just agreed. They both agreed not to renew it. Um, yeah, it left the legend. So, um, right, Or yeah, not a legend. He's not 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 legend. Legend Celtic has a lot of famous players, but you know. He left with very fond memories and I believe he got sent off on a good night. Fair enough. Just haven't has has
1: been injury prone since he got to West Brom and hasn't really hit the ground running there. But yeah, since you're back now, Nicholas, I, to be fair, I, I agree with you. I think Langerak is the biggest snub because Graham Arnold this entire run has been talking about like he's going to pick players based on fitness and form. And Langarac is fit and he is in the best form of any Australian goalkeeper. He's like... He's setting records for Nagoya. He won his club's MVP for the season. J League just finished up, obviously, and a lot of the a lot of the teams so, does seem to be picked on form. You know, Quall and Jason mm-hmm. Cummings, for example, but Langerak not so much. So, Nick, maybe I don't know. Why do you think Mitch Langerak wasn't picked? Guess
4: we'll never know, except for um, Graham Graham and Mitch, you know. But um, I, I, Graham Arnold mentioned in his press conference um, that essentially. He delegated not the response, not the power, the responsibility, or at least um, took on the advice of, you know, the goalkeeping coach Ryan Crowley to make those decisions there. I really, it's, I really can't explain it. I mean, I could see some logic that, you know, a third goalkeeper is probably the least used position. Uh, we've got three goalkeepers got ryan who's the captain and most likely to start even if his form is level with Langerak. got the second keeper which is up for grabs and we got the third keeper which is going which is going to red um as the you know the one percent chance that we end up in a penalty shootout um don't see it happening though we're going to coast through to the final (laughs) easy
2: well, Love your work.
4: Yeah, apparently we're going to beat Portugal, so <laughs> don't worry about it, lads. He's like 38. He's a hack. Yeah, he's a hack. God
1: damn, he's a hack, He reckons. Oh, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo barely playing for Manchester United. Shouldn't be picked based on form, boys, clearly.
4: He's garbage. Uh, yes. Oh. Well, and yeah, so that second spot is up for grabs uh, for the goalkeeper position, and Look, I can't explain it. I don't understand myself. I'm a bit miffed. I guess it's a bit miffed. I guess you could justify saying, look, it's a second goalkeeping position. It's unlikely that he'd be he'd be yeah. played. Uh, nonetheless compared to like you know our centre backs or our attacking midfielders like with McGree and uh, not McGree, sorry, Tilio and rog- Rogic missing out or um, Sainsbury. So you might say it's least consequential because. Matt Ryan could go through a tournament with no injury hiccups no nothing, and it's a lot of worry. But uh, yeah, it's it's a shame.
1: He's also he could also get injured in the first game, and then all of a sudden we're starting Redmayne or Vukovic, and frankly, I'd rather start Mitch Langerak. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta prepare for for all situations. Yeah, any, anything anything can happen. I, I generally like the squad, though. Um, I think. It's got no standout names, but I think it's a, a cohesive team. Like it's, the team's very well together. Yeah, and and they they've, they've got a lot of like they've bonded, like they've travelled into the hubs and everything. I think it's our most well like since the post post golden era. It's our most balanced team.
1: Well, balanced, you reckon. All right. Well, on a more positive note, there were some surprise names. I think, I mean. Quill is obviously 18 years old, but no one's really surprised that he's there, and we're all pretty keen to see what he can do in the international level. Cummings maybe a bit of a surprise, but I think we're all pretty happy with that as well. I, I yeah. reckon Keanu Backus was probably the name that surprised me the most, I don't know if you boys agree. Yeah,
3: I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. say that too.
2: Yeah, that was a surprising one.
1: Rather go Conor Metcalf, or do you think Backus will be able to contribute?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I don't know, I was a bit disappointed that Metcalf was left out as well, but... You know, it's uh, it's an opportunity for Bacchus to uh, show what he's capable of.
1: And, and you mentioned their day with the playing minutes. Like, Metcalf has been playing a little bit, but yeah, Bacchus obviously starting almost every game. for. Is it St. Mirren he plays for?
3: Yeah, St. Mirren. Mm. I think well, Graham understand- Arnold did say... That The playing minutes Was it mm.
2: Maybe that's what it was In the end Over those two You know The more games Yeah probably. It
3: must uh, be
4: Volpato
1: Well Apparently Volpato Left it to the very last minute To, to decline the invitation Jeez. So he's just having fun With us at this point mate.
4: Taking the
2: kiss
4: uh, Yeah It's really lose-lose for us Because like You know You could turn out To be a gun And then He'll be like You know In Italy starting 11 you know For like The Euros and World Cups To come If they ever qualify For one again Uh, Or, you know, like, he he might just, you know, miss out on his form and he might not be that superstar. Like, you know, Uh, he might not, he he, would probably still be good enough for Australia, (laughs) Um, but he'll never be that, like, superstar. So I feel like if we get him, if he's a superstar, he's going to Italy. And uh, if he's not, not, if he's, you know, middle of the road, you know, more like, you know, middle of the road well if we do get him he's not, he's oh, not look, he could star. be he could be an absolute
1: gun you never know
4: yeah but we need it he needs to, We need to he needs to want to play for us and I think th- what makes the Socceroos team it's it's not got much many strengths on paper especially compared to the World's Best but the strengths it does have is that the, the people want to play for the Socceroos and uh, they're a very cohesive unit um, as a team. I like that.
1: Nick's getting patriotic, can you boys tell? <laughs> He's getting right into the spirit. Yeah, of
4: it. I'm with I, him all the way. I will wake up my apartment block, 6am, for the first game against France. Oh, yep. they, good, you they should all be watching Israel, anyway. You know, yeah, right? They
2: should not be sleeping when soccer is a play.
1: Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. Alright. Um, the last question I'll get to, uh, we've got three strikers, well, three primary strikers who are coming. I mean, Leckie could also be the man there, but... Target man, Mitch Duke, poacher, Jamie McLaren, or complete forward, Jason Cummings. Three different styles, three different kinds of players. Andy, who would you pick as your starting striker? Obviously, I think you picked Lucky when you made your predictions, but I want you to pick out of these three guys I, I in did.
2: particular. Yeah, I'd probably probably change that now put Lucky on the wing if I could. But um, out of those three, so was it Duke, McLaren, and... Who was the other one, sorry? And Cummingo. Like, of course. Cum, Cummings. Um... Yeah, tricky. Like like you said, they're all got different strengths. Um, probably I don't know. Probably start with Cummings. Um, just because he is that uh, well-rounded forward. Um, I love that. Yeah, I feel like he's he's an excitement machine and he's capable of of uh, doing a lot. Um, and then you know he's see how that goes Liverpool. throughout the game. If he's not making much of an impact, then then bring on Duke or McLaren. Um, maybe early in the second half. But yeah, I'd probably start uh, the cum Dingo. Out of those
1: three, the Cam Dingo. I love it. Good man, good man. I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, Demo, are you sticking with your early prediction of uh, Mitch Duke as the target man up front?
3: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably stick with Dukey. Uh, uh, I think I, now that Cummings is um, is going, I, I kind of want to change to Cummings, but I think uh, uh, Duke will get the nod. Just I think for continu- continuity uh, reasons and. The fact that he's started pretty much all, all the other qualifying games and such, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to go with Juki.
1: Fair enough. He also does. He's got that unique like build. There's no one else really in the team that can. Kind that's of right. Be the he's he's that got he
3: that has. feistiness and he's got that willingness to chase after lost causes, and that's what we need. Fair enough.
1: And Nick, are you going to yeah. stick with J-Mac as well? Obviously, he's bang up in form. He's banging at penalties for fun. <laughs>
4: He got you got a goal a goal or two in open play uh, on the weekend going by but He
1: got one goal in open play and one penalty He can't right. go a game without getting the penalty <laughs> Penn Claren
4: That's it mate I ben love Claren. it Jamie uh, uh, <laughs> that one lost me I'd stick with him It's really uh, it's really Arnold's all here I think I, I'm a Jamie Matt guy bit of bias Melbourne City fan uh, I get I see more minutes, minutes of Jay mac on the week. If I don't think Duke's the best choice, so be it and I'll rip into it. If Mitch Duke doesn't doesn't do it doesn't correct anything, I'll rip into it.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Nick playing the fencer, I don't mind that. And finally for for everyone, does this squad excite us boys? Are we are we up and about for the World Cup? Are we feeling confident? Pumped? That
4: was a great little video they did, you know. Uh, however, excitement isn't the right word. I'm excited to watch them play, yes, but I think it's just like, it's like more like relieve my anxiety, if that makes sense. It's just like now we see the squad, I'm like, okay, it's pretty middle of the road. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty expected. So I'm just like, okay, we're like, it's like, it's, it's pretty reliable as far as their skill ability is. It's it's, the squad is how I want to see it. There's no doubt in that. It's just as far as their ability goes it's a pretty reliable squad and I think they'll put in some good shifts. Uh, I'd really like to see us push Tunisia. You know, with a bit of luck could still be a chance that game. You never know. So yeah, it'll be good to see how it goes. A bit disappointing last World Cup where we had to play Peru and we, we, we pushed against, we, we, we kept France and Denmark honest, but in our final game against Peru, who we are a quality opposition, we kind of let ourselves go.
1: Interesting, interesting. Not excited at all is what I'm picking up there, Nicholas. I'm not going to lie. Andy, are you excited? Are you up and about for this squad? I'm
4: whelmed. I'm
2: He's whelmed. Yeah, look, I am excited. I think it's a good mix of of youth with experience. So, um I think there's there's the opportunity there to prove a lot of people wrong. So, i um, uh, I'm remaining optimistic and um I'm just generally excited to uh to watch the soccer is at a World Cup again.
1: You beauty. Yeah. i I know for me I'm very I'm very excited to see the Central Coast boys especially Cummings and Qual making an impact. I think that'll be awesome if they can get in yeah, time. Yeah,
2: that will be great. Definitely, and uh, what seven A League players altogether? So that's uh, that's always good.
4: Indeed,
3: blue. not bad.
4: It's just a bit of continuity of change. <laughs> all comes back to that continuity like to of the, change.
3: The vindication of uh, oh yeah, the Cum Dogs' vindication. I don't mind that at all. His, uh yeah, he's, his career in Scotland was a little bit less than than uh, well successful, even though he did win a uh, cup with Hibbs. He's very influential, but uh, he—he was renowned for his his lack of, I suppose, uh, professionalism and uh, ability. (laughs) Sometimes, so I think uh, this this is—it's a big good opportunity for him to shut a lot of people up.
1: That's it, mate. Agreed. I love it, and I think with that. Probably brings us to the uh, the denouement of this podcast, unless anyone else has any uh, points they want to slide in here.
4: Speak now or forever, however that line goes, I've never been to a... a forever hold your peace. Speak <laughs> now or forever hold your peace. That's it, mate.
2: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a great podcast, boys, and uh, looking forward to a few big games this week, Sydney Derby included, so that, that'll be a big one.
1: We're gonna make a Twitter. We're gonna make a Twitter. No, watch this space. We
4: don't have a Twitter You animal. got any other points so, there,
3: Damon? Uh, Just gonna say that this episode was sponsored by Eregard um, <laughs> and uh, Mortine uh, Bombs.
1: Just anything that kills mosquitoes, basically.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Fair
2: enough. <laughs> I'm still not hearing Damo, and then I hear Deshaun <laughs> talk about mosquitoes, so I know it's <laughs> funny.
1: Tech your shoes, plague us all the time. Very excited for the Sydney Derby this upcoming weekend. It should be an absolute banger, and then full focus yep. to the World Cup from there. So, Yeah,
2: okay.
4: yeah one last A-League Can't round. Watch the derby. Can't watch the Derby this weekend, lads. So, Okay, Can't Nick. Too busy watching CBS.
2: <laughs> yes. No
1: one will be able to watch them. mate. Paramount Plus won't be working. And with that, this has been the four-man war. You can catch us on all good podcast players. Give it a like, give it a comment, a uh, review, all that fun shit. Uh, Online Hub Media is the Instagram, and there will be a Twitter soon. So thank you all. And, uh, yeah, that's that's that.
4: Up the tillers. Up
2: the
1: tillies. Ciao. Jeez, says. Says. No, on social
4: media, on social media, his social media is like, he just side posts so much shit, and he's like, it's just like, shut the fuck up, Tim, like,
3: <laughs> Jeez, I am the best.